Awesome. Uh, welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rivulus Irrigation Training Series. I'm your host, Richard Restucia, and today uh, we're going to be talking about something that is, I think is a fascinating phenomenon, and uh, that is the added water waste that uh, we see year after year in the fall. And uh, it's really interesting to me because uh, oftentimes at uh, ET Water, when we're doing a um, uh, oh an analysis on a landscape, uh, we always do something called a uh, return on investment uh, opportunity or analysis, and we really take a look at when people use water on their properties, when the water use is appropriate, and when it's too much or way too much. And we have found over the years that it's very consistent that the biggest water waste time of year that this water waste is happening is in the fall. And uh, so we've taken a look at this, we've studied this, and we understand a lot better now why that waste occurs in the fall and why it makes it the best opportunity for you to save water in your landscape. So helping us through this today is uh, Mike Palumbo. Uh, if you've seen any of our trainings that Mike's done, you see know what a great job Mike does with these. Mike is a uh, stellar resource for anything that has to do with landscape irrigation these days, but especially smart controllers. He's been in this field of smart controllers for more than 10 years. Uh, he understands the technical side uh, of the hardware. He understands the software, and uh, he's really good at working with customers. If you haven't had a chance to work with Mike, uh, you want to get that opportunity because he's really great. So a real triple threat. It's baseball season. Uh, we'll say Mike's headed for the Triple Crown this year on those. And uh, Mike, welcome. Uh, thanks thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, Richard. Appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be here. Yeah, so Mike, I know uh, you've been in Southern California a little bit this uh, this week. Uh, you're back in Arizona. What's happening out there with the contractors and landscapes and, and, and what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah. We're just seeing a lot of people starting to slow down here. I think the weather's kind of churning in their favor uh, as far as pulling off a bit. Yeah, we're still in the hundreds here this week, but, uh, or I think we'll be in the eighties here in a few more days, but I think, uh, uh, it's starting to slow down. So I think, uh, they'll hopefully be going in the fall, have a bit more manpower, a little bit more time to be able to, uh, you know, monitor stuff, fix leaks and broken heads and, uh, kind of get, get caught up from the summertime of, uh, being in that extreme heat for the last three months. Yeah. Well, that's, um, right. This is a good time of year, right. To make that catch up and really make that adjustment so that, uh, you start off spring uh, with it with a good start, right? A lot of what we do in our landscapes in the fall impacts what happens in the spring. So uh, anyway, Mike, uh, what can you tell us about this fall water waste? Uh, in your opinion, your experience, and you've got a lot of experience. Um, uh, is is this a, is this a valid thing that happens? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I don't know what the actual percentage wise, uh, Richard, that we talked about uh, people having smart controllers. I think it was maybe less than 20 or 30% of all HOAs have smart controllers. So we do see quite a bit of waste going on, especially coming off the summer months. Uh, these guys are busy. Landscape contractors are uh, busy, tired, doing other things. And a lot of them just don't, uh, we just don't change the uh, irrigation schedules uh, to what we need to in the fall. Uh, and then when you're on fixed schedules or a standalone controller, if you're not making those changes on a daily basis, you're really uh, giving the opportunity to, to waste a lot of water uh, it's a big challenge that we're facing. Yeah, I know when I was in the contracting business, this was a big issue. 
Uh, people set their controllers July 1st, like they're taught <laughs> to yep. water the hottest month of the year and then adjust it down. But you get to September and October, gosh, you start thinking, well, it's kind of a warm day. It's, you know, the summer's lasting more, but there's a lot more that impacts uh, ET or evapotranspiration than just uh, how hot it is. And yeah. there's a lot of changes and, and people just don't take that into account or they're thinking, well, I'm going to do some overseeding anyway, so uh, I'll just, uh, it'll enjoy some extra water. And yeah. uh, I, I think both those things are, um, uh, you know, uh, should be changed. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you have for us? What's uh, what's kind of the first thing that you see? Yeah, we'll just go through a few slides here. Uh, first thing is just kind of uh, the kind of the science behind it, uh, kind of what's going on, why it's... Uh, uh, less need for uh, irrigation during a certain time frame. Uh, first one is going to be uh, reduce evaporation and transpiration. Uh, as the sun goes down, the, the days are not as long uh, with the sun up with the heat. So uh, our evapotranspiration or ET rates are going to be a lot lower than they would be in the summer. Uh, coming off like we talked about before, when you're running your irrigation controllers on summer schedules, uh, the opportunity for water savings right off the bat is going to be pretty significant uh, once we get into the fall cooler months. So uh, uh, as the, the plants transpire, much less the sun goes down, shorter days and temperature decreasing, uh, less water needs need to be applied to the lawn and gardens there. So uh, that's kind of part the first part of it. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. And you know where I saw this the most, right? So uh, at, uh, at Jane, we have a partner product called Jane Logic, and it works on soil moisture sensors, mainly for uh, large growers. Um, and I would look at those charts and you could almost see that water uptake uh, by plants uh, after the sun went down almost goes to zero. Right? And then that's when I started to realize that, you know, plants still transpire after sundown, but uh, at a much, much reduced rate. And yep. as a result, um, <laughs> these days are getting shorter and shorter. Right? I, I, I'm up early and I notice still at six, it's dark. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it wasn't that many months ago that, you know, five, uh, it, it was uh, very light out. Yep, absolutely. Next is uh, less uh, outdoor activity. Uh, with the arrival of cooler weather, people tend to say less time outdoors. Uh, with fewer activities, uh, they're not out there as much looking and monitoring the sites, monitoring the irrigation. So that plays a direct effect of adjusting schedules, you know, seeing leaks, uh, just everything that goes involved with that. So uh, a lot less uh, outdoor activity uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, so true, right? Uh, especially with the reduced hours, right? It's dark at six. It's getting yeah. darker at six, six thirty. So we're just not out there as much to see um, see the irrigation, uh, especially when it's running. So uh, yeah, great, great point about the fall. And and, and again, it's a daylight situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, plant growth, uh, as we know, as the summer months, our plants are growing at a at a higher rate. But in the fall and autumn, uh, our lawns experience a slower growth. Uh, this requires less water on the irrigation system, so we don't have to put down as much. But again, if we have our irrigation schedules watering to the uh, the summer months or even just not even making daily adjustments, it's going to waste water. So uh, uh, knowing that uh, that's going to happen, it's really important that we do uh, be able to manage and adjust on a daily basis if all possible. Yeah, and Mike, I don't know. When the last time you uh, went and bought some fertilizer, but it is really expensive this year. Oh, well, yeah, and, I haven't bought any recently. <laughs> yeah, so, and this is what I really um, is interesting to me. And this is the um, uh, the nutrient leaching, right? Because yeah. we spend a lot of money on fertilizers 
Uh, it's really expensive due to transportation, particularly this year. And then uh, when you just water your nitrogen right past your root zone and the plants don't get to take up any of it and it, and it goes to waste, uh, this is really frustrating. We already know that um, nitrogen use efficiency on average is maybe 40, 45%. And in the fall, it's even less than that. I mean, this is just uh, throwing uh, 70%, uh, 60% of your fertilizer right out the window. You might as well just yeah. put it in the garbage. And I, I hate to see that. Uh, it's costly. It's, uh, it's uh, also a waste of water. And uh, boy, we see a lot of that in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, leaf fall, uh, shedding leaves from uh, deciduous trees and plants is a hallmark of fall there. Uh, this kind of leads to clogged drainage systems, disruptive water flow, and also pooling of, uh, of landscape water there. Uh, also uh, breeding grounds for pests and diseases. So uh, this has a direct impact of the soil, water getting down to the soil, uh, getting on there and uh, can create a lot of water, water uh, waste there. Yeah, and the, and the contractors that are doing the monthly wet checks, you know, they're catching a lot of this. But again, it's a monthly wet check, not a uh, not a weekly. And uh, boy, some extra eyes on this to really look around and inspect your uh, irrigation system visually in the fall uh, can lead to a lot of savings. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's a must that uh, they do that at least, like you said, on on monthly basis, if not more. And kind of just the, the majority of it is just going to be like we mentioned before is our water schedules. Uh, as we mentioned, it's unpredictable on the weather. Uh, just uh, last week, we're in 100 degree weather. Uh, I think next week we're going to be in the 80s here in Arizona. So you have a 20 degree difference uh, within about a week of each other. And this could happen over the next few months. Uh, so when you have uh, that big of a gap, your ET uh, values are going to be a little bit different there. So therefore, you may not need to ir irrigate as often. Uh, so if you can spread those days out and kind of get an extra day or two without having to irrigate, it, it makes a big difference when it comes to uh, the water savings there. So uh, having the different uh, temperatures, having the different wind, all that goes into effect and will uh, make a difference in our watering schedules. Yeah, and I, I, I get it from the contractor's perspective. Uh, most of the contractors I know, the irrigation managers or the account managers, they might manage 10 to 30 properties, depending on the size. And so if you've got 30 properties or even 10, you know, one really large property and nine smaller ones, uh, it is a task to get around to all the controllers if you don't have a smart controller and program them. It's just an yeah. um, unfortunate situation, a byproduct of having a conventional controller. Um, yeah. So you think about the waste of time or the time it takes for them to get to all the controllers. Um, it's um, an incredible waste of what they could be doing with that time. And uh, as a result, it, a lot of times it just doesn't get done. Yeah, yeah. And we have a lot of good water managers out there. It's uh, They know their stuff. They know how to do all the calculations. But like you said, just the time to be able to get out to everything, it's, uh, it's uh, unreasonable to expect them to get out to all their controllers and do that. Uh, having a smart controller and having a scientific way to do it on a daily basis is much more efficient, uh, takes it off their plate. And it, it's, I think it's crucial that more HOAs, more uh, commercials, more cities, more schools need to just kind of make sure they have a smart controller to help out with this. And it, it really, if we all pitch in to save water, will make a huge difference. Yeah. And it's so true, Mike, we do have great, uh, great contractors, great water managers who want to do a good job and conserve 
they just don't have the right tools for all yeah. their jobs. And, and uh, you know, this is, uh, this is what I know you're trying to change. So you brought quite a few issues to light for why we uh, waste so much in the fall and why it's different than other seasons. Um, but I know you well, and I know you just don't bring problems without solutions. So do you have some solutions uh, for us, Mike, on, on these issues? Yeah, yeah. We just want to take a look at a couple here, uh, especially for our Jane Unity platform, kind of what we're doing. Uh, you know, we we talk about uh, smart controllers and with the Jane Unity platform, we, we want to truly trust the scientific weather data. Uh, even with our platform, we still notice a lot of people on fixed schedules. But uh, the scientific weather data that we provide is so darn accurate uh, and makes it so much easier for a contractor uh, to be able to put the right amount of water down for plant health. Uh, so uh, we, we asked that, uh, you know, uh, comparing fixed schedule to full ET, uh, we, we like everybody to go full ET if possible. Uh, we'll go through a couple other ones, adjust the forecasted rain, uh, and then adjust your moisture balance for the trickle up as well. Those three things are kind of what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, and, and uh, so true about the scientific schedule, um, because if your controller is programmed incorrectly to start with, and the controller is just um, adjusting based on the schedule you put in, then you're not you're not going to get the full benefit. And you know, a lot of smart controllers don't offer that scientific uh, weather or that scientific irrigation schedule so for the user. So I think that's so smart, Mike, that you encourage uh, people to use that. Yeah, yeah. And another point I want to make too is uh, on my first bullet point there is goal should be to uh, put the right amount down on irrigation for plant health. Uh, without having correct data, it's going to be very hard to do that. Uh, over under overwatering just as bad as underwatering uh, when it comes to overall plant health. So when you really get with a system, make sure you have uh, full ET capabilities, live ET, real ET times, uh, because it, it, even if you're going to irrigate uh, based off of, of you know historical ET, that's better than nothing. But yet you're still going to be off on your irrigation run times. So uh, we, we do recommend uh, uh, having a good ET source, ET platform to work off of. Yeah, and I really think that's great because what you're saying is we're working on water use efficiency. Correct, yep. Yeah, and, and a byproduct will be our water savings by having being more efficient with that. You know, and then you'll, you also get some other savings along the road, you know, with uh, less labor and uh, just the other things that go along with having uh, accurate water uh, irrigation put down. Just going to kind of give you an example, just so we have some numbers, guys. Uh, typical 30 by 30 area, 15 uh, foot nozzles. You'll see there, kind of put it out what the gallon is. So every minute that we waste is roughly just under 15 uh, gallons uh, of wasted water. So three buckets for every minute. Uh, just think about that. Now times that by 10 minutes of runtime, which is a basic kind of turf kind of schedule uh, when you get there. So that particular station, 148 gallons a minute is wasted. Uh, I just put kind of a, a basic 18 station controller, uh, leaves us to about 2,600 gallons of wasted water uh, per event. And then if you have a, a, a site of say just a roughly five controllers, that's 13,000 gallons of wasted water per day. Uh, just if you multiply that over all the sites throughout, you know, the West coast here, Arizona, SoCal, where I work, uh, it makes a huge difference. And, uh, as I mentioned before, every minute, say, makes a difference in our watering, uh, our supply uh, moving forward. So it is very important that we kind of help manage our water, reduce as much waste as possible 
uh, when it comes to our, our irrigation landscaping. Wow, Mike, this is really eye-opening, and I think this is uh, going to be a wow moment for a lot of people. Can you go back one slide, please? Yeah. So if I'm reading this correctly, a uh, pop-up sprinkler with a full circle nozzle is putting out almost four gallons a minute. Yep. And that's just that's just one of uh, nine heads here. Now, right, it yeah. is putting out the most, but these others are one gallon or two gallons a minute. That's a lot of water in uh, <laughs> because uh, normally when I see these things run, I, you know, they're on for 20 minutes or yeah. uh, that's uh, like you said, that's a huge amount of water. And then I love your visual here, you know, five, five gallon buckets. Uh, and I think that's every minute. Yeah. Yeah. Every minute. Yeah. So we all can kind of relate to three, five gallon buckets every minute of waste. That's uh, it's pretty huge. Then we start multiplying that by all your stations and all your controllers that you manage. It, it's, it's, astronomical how much water we waste yeah so it also makes me think that uh this isn't uh, just about smart controllers but it's also the efficiency of the irrigation system yes and uh boy uh, you might be better off with drip in a lot of these uh situations yeah absolutely yep that makes a huge difference as well yeah as i mentioned before guys uh when it comes to our our trust in the weather data uh, you'll see here we got about four or five days in a row uh, 99 up to over 100. You'll notice a little bit of a cool down. Uh, this is a great opportunity for us to uh, uh, be able to adjust and have some water savings over the next few days here. October 1st looks like through the 4th, and then it's going to go up there. So uh, temperature makes a huge difference when it comes to, uh, to water savings, how much water needs to be applied. Uh, if we keep it on summer schedules, we keep it in the hundreds, uh, we're going to be over irrigating here these next few days, which is not a good thing. Yeah, so look at that temperature difference from uh, 84 to 102, uh, almost 20 degrees, right? Yeah. Um, which is um, uh, pretty pretty incredible. Uh, the other thing, this is a live shot from your dashboard. Is this? I mean, this isn't a made-up slide. This is... Yeah, this is from my house, my house controller here, my backyard where I irrigate. Yeah, this is live from, uh, from Chandler here. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, yeah, so that's the thing, right? In the fall, we get all these wild swings, right? Uh, uh, one one uh, one weekend it feels like uh, sweater weather, football season, and then the next it feels like we're right smack dab in the middle of summer. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Next slide, guys. Just kind of give you a little example here, kind of what the ET was having uh, a smart controller would kind of help with this. So if you see those first few days where we're in hundred degrees. Uh, even on the 30th, I think we're in the 99, but you look at that and say, wow, uh, 0.37 of ET loss over 0.22, that's a big difference there. Uh, you know, what, what are we doing? What's going on there? What's nice is with our system, the aging Unity system, we know exactly why we have the ET difference there. You can see we had some high winds on the 30th of September, which caused that uh, variation of the uh, of the ET. So that, that, that knowing that is going to definitely help you guys uh, be able to manage your system and trusting the weather data. That's my main focus on this is trusting the weather data is huge. You could use fixed schedules and kind of, you know, play with that every week, every month. This is playing with it every single day, every single hour we are tracking weather. And it's, it's a huge, huge opportunity to uh, one, put the right amount of water down for your plant health and two, to save water uh, for, with this. Yeah, so Mike, in your opinion, um, 
how does this hourly recording of ET um, uh, use uh, using that hourly to, into the irrigation schedules compared to somebody who's using historical ET? Yeah, hourly is going to be a lot more accurate. So we're reporting back what the uh, ET is on an hourly basis to our system. So when you take that hourly uh, irrigation, you uh, average it out over the, the 24 hours day, it's going to be a lot more accurate than using historical weather data. Uh, historical weather data for this today could be 105 here in Arizona, but it could be 80 degrees a day. So it's it, it's good. It's better than nothing. But still, you want to have live ET and be able to have a, a good ET reference when it comes to irrigation schedules. Yeah, interesting. So if it's cloudy today, right, ET would mm -hmm. be lower. Do you get this that factor into historical? No, no, no. you wouldn't know. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Or windier or yep. more humid. These things don't factor in, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of systems out there that use historical, which, like I said, it's better than nothing. But uh, having a system that's live gives you a true, uh, true taste of what's going on outside uh, today. Yeah, the other thing I always think about, too, is um, it feels like right now there's nothing normal about our weather today that I could say, well, it's going to be October 4th. It's going to be very similar to October 4th 20 years ago. Yeah, it's just it's just not happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you never know. It, it changes. Next item, guys, is uh, if you're using the JUNI system, it's forecast with rain. Uh, a lot of times we use what a lot of people call the mini click. Uh, as a safe haven for that. So that only happens, turns off the irrigation when the system, when we actually get rain, uh, it will shut down the system. Uh, with Jane Unity guys, we're, we like to dry out the soil beforehand. So what we say is why wait for the rain event to shut down the system? Let's shut it down two, three days in advance. Uh, our goal is to dry out that soil so we can capture as much free rainwater uh, as we can. Uh, one, we would save a couple of days on the irrigation go back to those water buckets and then two we got the free and rainwater might as well if our soil is completely full we get the rain that's wasted water that we we can't capture so uh we we like to dry out the soil ahead of time if you can see my controller here i got a threshold of 50 percent, and i'm blocking two days out so it's going to block two days out plus the rain events uh and what, what's nice about jane unity is if you notice i have zero days blocking after the uh, uh, rain Jane Unity would automatically calculate how much effective rain we put down, and it's not going to irrigate. If it fills up the root bucket, it's not going to irrigate anyways a couple of days after. Uh, however, if we don't get as much rain as we thought we were going to get, Jane Unity will automatically uh, calculate that and irrigate as needed. So uh, having forecaster rain, one, saves you money ahead of time as well and allows us to capture as much free rainwater as we can. Yeah, so important, especially on the free part. Uh, I just learned this week, uh, water rates are going up in San Diego where I live another 20%. Yeah. So uh, it's getting expensive. So I'll take all the free water I can right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting for Arizona to start increasing their rates here. It's been fairly low compared to California, but uh, I'm assuming that that's probably going to be happening here soon, if not already. The next, uh, the third and last one that we have is adjusting your moisture balance. So a lot of you guys will adjust this up in the summertime, so it's going to water more often. Uh, we want to promote some deeper root depths, uh, which will give us uh, longer irrigation or more more time in between irrigation events. Uh, we're going to promote uh, deeper root depths there. Uh, so you'll see there, you'll want to kind of lower that trigger level 
is uh, in your system. So I would recommend uh, going into your trigger level, uh, going into your moisture balance tab, lowering your trigger level. That way we can promote that deeper roots, uh, root depth, and then also uh, irrigate less frequent uh, as needed in, in, the, in the fall uh, wintertime. Yeah, great point, uh, setting up that landscape to uh, be in really good shape for uh, the winter months where, you know, in a lot of the areas, we're going to pair it back to nothing, but or very little. So this, yeah. uh, this really helps the plant's uh, stability as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then just some overall best practices, guys, just for uh, auto conservation. Uh, this might be kind of a repeat for a lot of people, but just in case here. Uh, now's a good time to check your uh, broken pipes uh, for or bro, uh, your your system for broken pipes, leaks, and verify that your nozzles match. Uh, you don't know how often we see that where we have mixed nozzles, the wrong ones, uh, just over irrigating for no reason whatsoever, just because they put the wrong thing in. So uh, as time gets a little bit slower, the heat months are kind of uh, uh, past us. That's a good time to do a system check uh, throughout your system and uh, and check for all that stuff. Uh, item number two, guys, work with your HOA property manners. Uh, like I said, uh, we don't have enough smart controllers, whether it's Gene Unity or anybody else, smart controllers in the market. Uh, I think what 15, 20% is what uh, we kind of uh, hear throughout the industry. I think uh, we need to do better uh, as an industry to get more smart controllers to, to help conserve on water. So uh, find a system that uses real ET versus historical. Every minute matters. And then uh, also tap in some of those rebate dollars to help offset some of the cost. So uh, I think that's a, a huge thing that we can uh, take advantage of uh, uh, moving forward. Uh, number three, guys, is install flow sensor master valves. Uh, using a smart controller uh, and with ET is half the battle. Uh, the other half is being able to react to broken pipes, leaks, uh, missing heads. Uh, when we're not there on site, this, guys, this kind of gives us some eyes in the uh, eyes and ears out in the field there. So uh, if you get a chance to install a flow sensor master valve, kind of really put that second piece of that puzzle for water conservation uh, together for us. Uh, it really does take uh, water savings to the next level uh, when you add that in with smart irrigation controllers adjusting on real-time ET. And uh, number four thing to do is uh, help retain moisture is uh, to uh, mulching. Uh, this will help retain moisture, uh, releases nutrients back in the soil, and then ultimately, you know, kind of saves you money as well. So uh, those are the four kind of things that we can kind of do in this off season uh, now that the weather's kind of cooling down a little bit to kind of get us ready for the fall and also for next spring, next summer. Yeah. And, you know, there's a big push in the landfills these days, Mike, to uh, supply mulch products as well and compost to uh, residents uh, for no charge. Oh, wow. Uh, you just need to transport it, but uh, yeah. it's available to you and uh, it, it does make a big difference in your water use and uh, your plants love it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's all I have for today, Richard, as far as appreciate everybody. There's my contact information, guys. Any questions, concerns, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Love to work with you guys. Uh, yeah, that's about it on my end. Yeah, I love the way you said that's all I had today. You actually had a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of good information, Mike. And uh, a lot of it comes from uh, some really solid experience on your behalf. So uh, thank you for being generous and sharing that with all of us today. We really appreciate it. Um, and gosh, to have Mike's number, phone number and email address, I really wanna encourage all of you to use it because uh, I know how good he is and how helpful he wants to be. And, um, and, and um, you can take advantage of that. Uh, yep. I wanna thank all of you for watching again today. Uh, we really appreciate uh, a little bit of your day, especially when times are 
uh, time in the day is, is tight. Uh, and please remember, you can watch uh, any of our over 300 trainings that are all free. You can watch those anytime uh, right now that you want at janesusa.com forward slash trainings. So enjoy that. Um, Mike, have a, have a, have a nice uh, rest of the week. I want to remind everybody uh, next week, uh, we're going to be back on Wednesday. And uh, we've got a product uh, with Mana now uh, that is uh, satellite imaging for, um, for large uh, growers or even large landscapes. Uh, so we're going to do a free, uh, we're going to do a product demonstration and then let you know where you can do a, uh, get a free subscription uh, for, for a limited time. So um, should be a good one. Uh, again, thanks everybody. Uh, ha have a nice uh, week and we'll see you next week. Bye, Thank Mike. You, Richard. Thanks Take again. Care. Thank you.